Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. So y'all have heard me talk about mindset with Megan and how I'm so passionate about helping people break free from thought patterns that have created strongholds in their life. And I wanted to share the company that has really helped empower me to get to this point of wanting to help other people change their lives like they've helped change mine. The company is called Voss Coaching Co. Their mission is to arm people with the information to change their lives and infuse them with the belief that anything is possible. They give specific step-by-step instruction, holding you accountable to actually do the work and help you live a life of excellence consistently and long-term. They are passionate about helping you live your best life, and I'd love for you to check them out. You can find them at VossCoachingCo.com, and I hope you join some of their free webinars. They also offer personal mentorship, elite group coaching, and corporate coaching. So check them out and let me know what you think. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Hey, sisters. Hey. Oh my goodness. So I have to start out today by telling y'all a story because I actually haven't told y'all in real life what happened yesterday. Okay. I So I was like randomly going out my front door. I never go out my front door. I always go out the garage, but I was giving somebody like an old cheer outfit for its homecoming week. Long story short, I was going to like just put it on the porch in a bag. So I step on the porch and we have a rug on our porch and I like step and I'm barefoot. And I was like, what was that? It was like squishy. The rug was lifted a little bit. And I was like, oh, did somebody put something like a gift or something under the rug? Not sure why that's what I thought. So I lifted the rug and there's a huge snake (gasps) that I stepped on and he's just like swirling. I've never been this close to a snake in my entire life. I literally shut the rug. Thankfully, I didn't see his face because that would have really freaked me out if he was like hissing at me. And I like slammed the door, like screamed bloody murder. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like shaking. I was like, what do I do? I literally was, get away, Satan. I I don't know why, like my initial thought, I think because I had a stomach virus last week, I was just like, oh my gosh, the enemy's attacking me. Like now there's a snake on my front porch. So I was like rebuking Satan, like get your serpent away from me. No. Like freaking out. What snake it was it? It was just a garden snake. So really everything is fine. But Bob, he's not afraid of like anything, but he absolutely hates snakes. He had like a really traumatic experience as a kid with a snake. So like I never have seen the look in his eyes unless it's like when a snake is around, he is so angry and like fearful. And all of a sudden I see him. So I text him because he's on a call. Oh. Of like what happened and he all out of nowhere, like I'm leaving to go get the girls from school and I'm like backing out and all of a sudden I see him coming out of the garage and I I didn't even know we had this. We have like a jug of snake repellent, I guess. What? And it's a white powder and he's just pouring it everywhere. Wait, who who has a snake repellent like in the suburbs? What? Well, there's randomly, I see snakes on our neighborhood Facebook group all the time, like people's backyard. 
I feel like for some reason they're everywhere here. Um, maybe because it's like newer out here. There's lots of ponds. Yeah. But a lot of people say like snakes are good. Like the garden snakes are good because they kill the rodents. So yeah. Anyways, I don't want to drag this out too long, but it was pretty hilarious. But I do feel really, really bad because the snake ended up getting run over in the street. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, so it was a crazy afternoon. So did you leave the bag with the cheer outfit on the oh, porch? Oh, no. I like okay. had it in my hand still and I ran inside and actually texted this person I don't even know and was like, hey, because she was going to come like pretty soon, I thought. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. There's actually a snake on my front porch, so don't come <laughs> to my front porch. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And so I was like, I'm going to put it in my mailbox. So I put the cheer outfit in the mailbox. And funny enough, she was so sweet. She was like, hey, we actually just had to deal with a snake and my husband offered to remove it for you. Oh, that's so nice. Y'all really don't have to do that, you know? And yeah. um, anyways, it was just really sweet and neighborly. <laughs> Maybe it was her that ran it over. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> She's like, I'll take care of this for you. Yeah. <laughs> we were leaving your house, Megan, one morning and there was a coyote just running in the field across from your house. And we were like, holy crap. I mean, it was a huge coyote. Yeah. Well, we're out in the boonies out here. Well, and like two weeks ago, a bobcat literally just, I walked out of, I forgot to tell you all about that. I was like backing out of my driveway and there was literally a bobcat in the middle of the street, just like crossing the street right in front of my house. And I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. And it saw, like we made eye contact and it, I think that freaked it out and it like ran and I don't even know where it went, but Did I like video of the guy with the bobcat and his no. wife. Wait, y'all y'all have to watch this video. <laughs> I crack up every time. Lauren, you're going to die. You what know do you Google? I'm going to send it to y'all. And for those who are listening, Google, it's actually kind of sad because the bobcat had rabies and it's scary. The, the couple is fine, but this guy like is having a cheerio morning. He's looking at his car and there's video camera surveillance. And so you can see it all happen. Good morning, neighbor. Like, like just having singing to himself, just really happy guy. And then all of a sudden his wife comes out and she's holding their cat and like a carrier. And all of a sudden you hear, and this bobcat comes in and starts attacking his wife. And she starts screaming and he runs over there. He's like, it's a bobcat. And then he like, he gets the bobcat off of his wife and he holds it up like Simba. And then like, is like staring at it in the face and then like throws it. Anyway, it's a long story, oh but y'all have to watch it. It's really intense and it's really funny for some reason. They Was did- this all caught on their security camera? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's That's crazy. Funny. So yeah, Megan, but be careful because bobcats can have rabies. And- oh yeah. I wasn't trying to get close to that. I was, oh my gosh. Yeah. Our- I haven't seen one since, so. I wonder if it's from the construction, but our neighbor told us the other day that they saw a wolf going down the side of our house. It it had to have been a coyote. That's what we said. I was like, are you sure it wasn't a coyote? Because we've definitely seen coyotes. Uh, And they're like, yeah, no, the husband and the wife said that it was for sure a wolf. And they said, you know, on one side of our house, it goes all the way through and they said it went right in between us and our neighbors. And I was there's, like, that's local. There's not, 
There's no unless someone brought in a wolf and released it in the love. Or yeah, like I'm like, or if because Chris actually had wolves growing up in the country, like as pets though. But I I'm like, unless it was somebody's pet that got out or something, you know. But usually with those, it's a hybrid. It's like a wolf dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the huskies or whatever. Is that what they're called? Mix them with a dog. Yeah. So it's not like your wolf. Um, Mm -hmm. Your wolves are huge. I mean, they're big. Yeah. The difference between a coyote and a wolf. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking it had to have been a coyote. Yeah. (laughs) It's wild. I know. Well, I wanted to ask you, talk to you all about, so you know how before you get pregnant, you hear about like all these things to expect when expecting? Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny because now that I'm actually pregnant for the first time, like, there's so many things that no one told me about and that I've never heard about like symptom wise. And I was like, why have I never heard about these symptoms? And I've Googled it. Like each one I'm like, am I crazy? Like, is it because I'm pregnant or something else? And it is a pregnancy symptom. I've just never heard of them. So I don't what know if I'm just a rarity. So the weirdest ones, and they're all embarrassing. So like um, the one of them is really bad BO. Like oh, I'm yeah. stinky. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of that. Like Michael like makes comments. He's like, oh. And I'm like, I know. I don't know what to do about it. And Wait, like, I swear I told y'all how stinky I was. No, I had I never. about it all the time. You told me literally when I brought it up. I was like, gosh, I'm so no. stinky. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was stinky. And I was like, you were? Like, I didn't, you know, no one ever said anything about May- me. Megan complained about it to me, but it was actually after the birth when you were still breastfeeding is when you told me that you were like so tired of having the stink. Yeah, that I think I was actually more stinky with nursing. Is that mm-hmm. what I don't know. So well, that I hope it doesn't have it, and I hope it goes away because it's just really annoying. And then the other weirdest one that's really annoying to me is skin tags. Like I'm having all these skin tags growing around my neck, oh, like underneath my boobs, and I'm like, what the heck? Or and I didn't even know is pregnancy related until I like looked it up, and it sure enough is definitely pregnancy related. Mm, Never yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Well, and then I brought it up to a girl that I know who just had a baby, and she was like, oh yeah, I hit those dang skin tags. She was like, most of them go away after, and I was like, thank God, I hope they do. Mm. She was like, but it's funny. I always thought you got skin tags when you were pregnant with a girl. And that's what also makes me think that our twin was a girl because I'm like, these damn skin tags. I just have many of them. That's so random. I know. I want to talk to my dermatologist about it. Like, uh, if these don't go away, can you remove them? Like, these are really ugly and annoying. But that's another really weird one that I had never heard about. And it sounds like y'all hadn't heard about them either. Mm-mm. No. I didn't yeah. get that. I think they have like over the counter. Well, Michael would know, but I think they have over the counter stuff to remove those if you wanted to try it. I just feel like I have so many. I'm like, that would be a lot to like, and even I'm going to wait till after the baby because who knows what chemicals are in that, you know? Yeah, um, true. But the other weird one is itchiness. Like I have horrible itchiness on my back, on my boobs, like everywhere. And I didn't, and apparently that's also a symptom of pregnancy, which I had never heard of. Yeah, that's I interesting. I have that one. It's lasted like throughout the whole pregnancy. So, oh wow, oh my gosh. and low, it's not like dry skin. 
No, I mean, literally, like, I wish I'm not going to show y'all my breasts right now, but they're, they're red because I've been itching them so hard without itching. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I asked my doctor about it and she was like, yeah, I mean, it's just, but she was like, it's not just there, it's all over. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's most, but mostly on my back and my boobs. So, mm. <laughs> and like two of the most awkward places, cause like you can't reach your back and then your boobs, like, it's kind of weird to be sitting there itching them, you know? Um, yeah. So that's been fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> The only bless the only blessings of preg well obviously there's lots of blessings of pregnancy but symptom wise is not having a period that's been great and yes. my eczema has gone away oh Which, really yeah like my eczema is gone that's, that's so cool isn't that crazy that is crazy I've heard your eczema can get worse during pregnancy but I've heard it can get go away too so hey cool. I hope that lasts. Me too, because I it's been so nice not having to put all that steroid cream everywhere. So mm. yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's my pregnancy update for today. My neighbor and friend, y'all know her. She had a baby a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it's been almost three weeks now. But and she was saying the same thing, not so much about pregnancy, but she was she's just you know not sleeping and. She had a really rough delivery and funny enough, she was super calm about like the delivery what didn't give her any type of worry or anxiety. She was like, I mean, God made our bodies to do this. Like it's going to be good, you know? Well, I'm so jealous that I've had anxiety through the roof. Oh, um, but she ended up having a really tough delivery experience. And so anyways, when I was over there the other day, she was just like, I mean, I feel like people tell you so much, but there's also so much that nobody told me like she was feeling the same way. And I was like, well, I think that I know for me, I try not to be that person where it's, oh yeah, like, let me tell you all the things. First of all, it is so different for everybody. And there's a bajillion experiences and symptoms and whatever that can happen, you know? So all you can really do is share your experience. But I was just telling her, I was like, but also I think it's just a weird way that we you just kind of remember the good after so long, you know? So it's like, I think people, Mm -hmm. we just like mentally block it out. So I think it's just God's way of making that happen so that we would be up for maybe having again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I feel like you just forget a lot. And yeah, it's hard because it's like when I'm talking to somebody that's never, obviously you're my sister. So I feel like I can tell you more, but I just don't want to like freak people out either because- it's just it can, if you just start telling people all the bad they're like oh my gosh why would I ever have a baby but then I'm like but it's so worth it well in the whole like tired no sleep thing sorry Kristen but what I was telling my friend is I was like well it just sounds so negative but it's freaking brutal like what what you're feeling right now yes everybody else felt too And Mm -hmm. it's so, the reality is, is it's so hard. It's amazing that our bodies can keep going. It doesn't make sense. And your brain's not fully working. Like it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy, but you get through it. 
My biggest fear with it, and I think that's why Michael and I started couples therapy before the baby comes. I just know we're both going to be so exhausted all the time. And I think we're both going to like, how do we stay nice to each other? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because when, you know, I give it up to y'all who may have like been through it three times. I can only imagine you and Bob having to going on no sleep and having toddler. Like I just, that seems really hard. Yeah. And you are still married. So (laughs) I would say you get, that's, what's crazy is like, you know, when you go through hard things in life and it's like, I don't want to call having a baby like a hard thing, but it really is really hard. I just feel like it makes you stronger. And that's why weirdly having three, I do feel like I have some sort of superpower at this point because we have been through so much and I don't talk about the hard that much only be, I don't, it's just not in my personality, I feel like, but also it's just, I just have to get through it, focus on the good. But yeah, I commend you guys for starting therapy before. Like, I think that's so cool. And I feel like more people need to do like proactive therapy And especially when you know you're about to be in a situation where you don't have sleep. I think that's so cool that y'all are doing that. And I'm really proud of y'all. Yeah, because I we told our therapist was like, so why are y'all here? And we're like, well, I mean, we're doing really good. But, you know, we're about to have a baby. So we're a little scared. And she was like, oh, that's so nice. That's so refreshing. Like, she was like, like, I think she's just used to dealing with some like major issues and marriages, you know, and yeah, it was almost it seemed like we were a nice little break for her in a way. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. So. Well, and it's funny. This actually kind of segues into the message that I heard at church on Sunday, this past Sunday, but he was just reminding everybody that how we feel today is not how we're going to feel forever. And sometimes in the moment, it's just nice to hear somebody remind you of that because when you are so sleep deprived and when you have another human enter your life that you're responsible for and have to take care of, it's easy to forget that when you're, which sounds like silly, but it you really do forget that it's not going to last forever. <laughs> the pastor was talking about just more on legacy and leaving our mark here, not necessarily when we're gone, but just the moments here in life that we can just make big impact, even when we don't feel like we are. But he was saying how anxiety and worry is the what ifs and grief is what was. And then stress is what is happening. And so much in life, those three things are what occupy our brain space and our energy space and kind of block us from our relationship with God and our focus on who he is and all of that. So I loved, he gave this analogy and he went deeper into it, but he was like, emotions are a great indicator and they are, it's absolutely necessary to acknowledge our emotions or acknowledge the problem and deal with it. Like don't ignore it, but emotions are also a terrible GPS. And so I loved that. And then he was talking about the book of Acts and it was written, the book of Acts was written by Luke and he was sharing reading verses about Paul's experience where he was falsely accused and thrown in jail and just how Paul handled that situation. He had every reason to be bitter and angry and pissed off and why me? This is so not fair. Life sucks, you know. I'm literally getting physically beaten like 
why God, why? But instead him and the guy that was in there with him, was it Silas? I can't remember the name, but anyways, they started worshiping God out loud. And then it makes a point in the Bible where it says that, and the other prisoners heard. And so they chose to sit there and acknowledge who God is and his character. And even through like a horrible, hard time, still thanking God and just appreciating who he is and believing that he is still good. And so with God, we can change our focus. And he gave a sweet little story about one of his kids. They were at a golf tournament and they had their binoculars to see the players and his, one of his sons asked to see, and he accidentally put them up to his eyes backwards, the binoculars. And so he's like, I don't see it. And that, you know, he was like, well, it's cause it was flipped backwards. And so he just gave this analogy about us having the capability with God to flip the lens for us. And so many times when we're going through the hard of life, because life is hard, we are looking at God through the lens of our circumstances. So like y'all can't see me, but he kind of gave the analogy, like we're looking through here and God's out here. And so we have this blurred kind of vision of God, but if we flip our lens then and zoom out, then we look at our problems, our circumstances, our hard, and just the world in general through God's lens. So God's here close to my face and everything else is out here. So it's this like zoomed out vision. And so like Paul, how we choose to handle hard moments in our life is really the sweet spot of leaving those legacy moments that can impact others. And even when we don't think anybody's watching, like even if it affected one person, then that can have a ripple effect for however long. So, and of course it's important to handle like the easy parts of life, you know, um, that's important too, but he just kind of honed in on the importance of the hard. And so that was just a good perspective switch for all of us. Cause I think life is, life is always hard. So I thought it was really good. Yeah. And the older you get, the more you realize that too. Like I look back, I'm like, gosh, I had it so easy. Life was so fun and easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. My thirties. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so true. Over and over again. Just kidding. I love that. That's a really good message. I wish mm-hmm. I could like, write that in a little quote and like share it to all of my friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, you can take a clip of this. Yeah. Okay, so we can just clip this episode. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, it's funny that you were like, I feel like life sometimes is like, whoa, whoa, punching me. Cause in the beginning of the service, he, uh, he was like, have y'all ever played that mole game where <laughs> the moles like pop up and you're like, have the banger thing and you're trying to bang them. And then they start to like all come up at once and you're like, ah, bang, 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 bang. And that's kind of how he started the sermon. And he was like, that's what I feel like life has been like for me personally lately, where it's just like stress, anxiety, death, this, you know, where it's just like all kinds of stuff. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what is this life? Yeah. And I think back of moments that I thought were hard in my 20s and I literally laugh. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no. (laughs) Yeah nothing compared to what I've endured in my thirties so far. So mm-hmm. I know 
I couldn't agree more. That's how I was feeling when that snake popped up. It was like another thing. I, I don't yeah. know. It's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I just had the stomach virus, like the worst one I ever had. It's just like random. And that's the second one I've had this year too, which is really weird. Yeah, I'm really like, your family deals a lot with like stomach viruses. <laughs> is that yeah. a I don't know. thing? Like, cause I, I well, can't tell you the last time I had a stomach virus. Well, yeah, just, I mean, I don't want to say just wait, but I think with kids, especially little ones, and especially at the beginning of the school year, I mean, even at Kai's age, Kai's homesick today and was yesterday as well. Um, stuff just goes around. So it's just yeah. like, even, yeah. uh, well, Michael would probably know. I had one of my friends I play tennis with as a pharmacist at HEB and she was like, oh my gosh, we're just slammed because she was like beginning of school. Here it goes. And she was like yeah. all the all the per- antibiotics. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I know Megan. Wait. So last episode, we kind of gave summer updates, but Megan yeah. totally failed to mention a really big thing that you did this summer about getting baptized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you oh, want to yeah. share? I shared on our social media. So I don't know if like people saw, and I kind of shared like the testimony of why I got baptized because I have been baptized before, but I guess I'll just share real quick on here again. So basically you know, we grew up Catholic. I was baptized as a baby and then I did confirmation as a teenager. And then I actually went to like Pine Cove every summer. It's a summer camp in Texas. And I got, I chose to get baptized there too. So (laughs) Bobby was like, wait, how many times have you been baptized? But, um, I don't, so it is kind of funny. And I think that's why I was like, almost felt silly for a moment, like sharing about it. Cause I'm like, I didn't want it to be about like bringing attention to me. It was just this moment where I was spending time with God and I had had this dream like that I was trying to get baptized again. Like it was like this, you know, when you have dreams and you, I don't know if y'all ever heard dreams where it feels like you're really struggling and it's you can almost feel it physically in your body that somebody's trying to like hold you back from something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it felt like. So I was trying to get baptized and there was these people that didn't want me to get baptized in my dream. And it was just like a really like frustrating, struggling dream. And I was like, that was weird when I woke up and I never really remember my dreams every now and then I do. Um, like I have some vivid ones with mom, but yeah, I don't typically remember my dreams when I wake up, but this one like really stood out. And I like woke up in the middle of the night and was kind of like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Like stress, like, Oh no, I need to get baptized. This is really important. So I didn't really think much of it, but then the next day or like over the next week, like spending time with, what was that about? Um, it kept like popping in my mind. I was like, God, are you wanting me to get baptized again? And I just really felt like this impression from God that like, yes, he wanted me to make like a public declaration. Like I had never stood in front of people and said, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And like, I'm fully surrendered to him. Like, I think everybody in my life knows that, but yeah, he just wanted me to make more of a public declaration. And I kind of fought it for a second, but then I was just like, okay, like, why not? Like, I don't care what people think. Let's just do it. And then, yeah, I had this thought of like, okay, well, if my testimony could help one person, like, why not get up there and share it? 
And so, yeah, I messaged our pastor and I was just like, hey, the next time baptisms are around, like, I want to get baptized again. And she was like, they're this weekend. And I was like, what? That's so weird. (laughs) And so it just happened to work out like the timing. It was super kind of rushed. But yeah, a bunch of my friends, I ended up telling one of my friends at Pilates on Saturday. And she was like, why have you not told anybody? And so then I was like, well, I guess I could invite people. And so a group of my friends all came, which was really sweet because it was like they found out the day before and we went to lunch afterwards. But yeah, I, I stood up there and shared my testimony and I guess I should, do you want me to read it here? Yeah, sure. That we okay. can We can end it that way. Okay. So I'll read my testimony, but I will share like God doesn't always show you if what you're doing makes any difference. Like I feel like, you know, there's purpose in our pain, but I feel like we won't really get to see that until we're in heaven. Cool. Like a God wink because the next week that I was at church, a lady I'd never met came up to me and she was like, Hey, you got baptized. I was like, yeah. And she was like, I just wanted to let you know, I was crying the whole time you were talking because my mom is really sick and she was like, I just can't like imagine my life without her. And your testimony really helped me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I started crying and I was like, God is so good, but I'm so sorry about your mom, you know? So it was just like a cool God wink that I actually got to meet somebody that like my testimony impacted where usually I feel like you don't really know. You just yeah. kind of keep going with life. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But I'll read this real quick. So I am grateful to my family that I grew up knowing God and having a relationship with Jesus from a very young age. As we all know, life is a journey. And three years ago, I was having a conversation with God and really battling in my mind. He was pushing me to trust him with everything. You see, there is a lot of things I kept separated, compartmentalizing my faith. But that day, just doing my Bible study, I made a commitment to God that I was going to trust him with everything. But a few months later, my mom and best friend died in a car accident. And in my flesh, my initial thought was, see, I can't trust you, God. This is what happened because I trusted you. But the Holy Spirit was in me and reminded me that's exactly what the enemy would want me to believe. But God is a good God and that the whole story is so much bigger than I could ever imagine or understand. And that through all the pain, he has created purpose and legacy through our mom and through me. So I do thank him instead of blame him. And I thank him for our whole story, for our mom's beautiful life, and for the grace and forgiveness he extends us every day. I thank him for the sacrifice of his son and for the promise of eternal life. And so this is going to be kind of repetitive, but now this is what I said on stage. So now to get to why I'm standing up here today, I had a dream last week that I was trying to get baptized again. I never remember my dreams, but this one was so clear. I was praying the next day, asking if this is God, what God wanted me to do, and I heard yes. So three years ago, I went all in with Jesus, where before I was half in, half out, living for the world, and it so happened that we were doing baptisms this Sunday. So I find it interesting that I've been reading Romans 8, 5 through 6, and I highly recommend everybody read Romans 8 just over and over. It's so good. Every day for the last few months, and I was really meditating on what it means to have my mindset on the Spirit. And then I learned that baptism actually means being filled with the Spirit. So the verse of today is, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so today I wanted to show my treasure is in you, Jesus. I never thought I could have peace in my heart without my mom. And because of Jesus, I do. 
So thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love it. Where focus goes, energy flows, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I feel like, you know, through your life, your relationship with God and Jesus kind of changes too. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to like each new stage of life, you know, that you're with. I don't know. Does that make sense that you, it would be cool to get baptized again? <laughs> yeah. It's like a yeah. rededication, recommitment kind yeah. of it at each yeah. chapter. Yeah. I encourage anybody to do it because it was so powerful and it was cool because my girls got to watch that happen too, which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's just another reminder of let's just try to release our judgment on any of it, you know, and you, we can all do things differently and that's okay. So we won't get into this today, but I just, it just dawned on me how kind of fitting something else that I wanted to talk about, but it's just the question of like, have we prayed to receive peace in whatever we're going through, whatever matter it is, no matter what the outcome is. And I, I, I think I, I left y'all a Marco Polo about this, but the past few days, for some reason, this has just been really heavy on my heart. And I think it's be well, I know it's because, uh, like every day I write in my journal, um, for one of my best friends, sons who's battling brain cancer and he just turned four and we've talked about him here before Hudson would love, would love all in all prayers for his complete healing. But in my journal, I always write, Hudson's complete healing, cancer free. And then, uh, a family that the husband I went, we grew up, he played baseball with Brian growing up and he just was recently diagnosed with cancer and he, he, they have three kids of theirs. And anyway, so he's also been listed in my journal and for some reason with Hudson, my friend's son, this question came to my mind and I felt God just kind of nudging me and was like, you know, think Lauren, think more on that. Have you received to receive peace no matter the outcome? Because I do like my, oh, anyways, I I won't get into this. We can talk about it in a whole new episode, but I think it's just a good reminder of like God's ways and thoughts are higher than ours. And Megan, you were talking about just trusting and believing that God, there is a full big story that we will never understand with mom leaving us when she did. And there's always a bigger picture and a bigger full story that we don't get to see, but God does. And so I think just getting to a place of being able to accept that and to trust and believe is where it's kind of at, I guess. And I haven't really thought this all the way through. So sorry, listeners, if I'm like not processing it in a clear way, but I think where my brain was going and I'm just being fully vulnerable and honest here is with most obstacles in life, like on the daily, this comes quite naturally for me. However, when I think about my dear friend's son, Hudson, who has been through so much over the past year and a half, almost two years, he's in a trial treatment now too. But I guess what I'm saying is when there's like life and death on the line, I have some resistance there because, and I don't even want like to say this out loud, but it's like, if the outcome were to be to take somebody away from the earth. Like if death was the outcome that I don't 
want peace with that outcome because I don't like it and I don't want it, you know? And so anyways, this is just like the battle of my brain that's been going on the past few days. But when I was, I was like saying all this to God, I'm like, but God, you know, I, this is what I want. So, you know, and what I heard God say to me was, but Lauren, full surrender, full surrender. Don't forget who I am, what I'm capable of, what my character is, you know, and when we fully surrender, the mountains move, you know, I am the way maker, I am the miracle worker, trust me. And so it was like a clear voice that I felt God say to me. And so I was like, okay, like, I feel really rebellious with this one thing, but I'm going to do it, you know, and trust. So that's kind of yeah, where I think th- that's like the hardest it's the hardest thing that was part when I talked about like that battle going on in my mind mm-hmm. three years ago, that was part of the battle. Cause I felt like if I fully surrendered for some reason that meant, and I hate that it, I had that thought, but like that meant like bad things could happen. But God kept reminding me, you don't know the full story. Like I, God never causes bad things to happen, but you mm-hmm. have to surrender to know that like he has the full story and like having a true eternal mindset knows that we get to live in heaven with our family members for eternity. But it's just so hard when we're here on earth or we're the ones left behind, or if there's a child involved, like it just is not, it's really impossible to like let that go. And so I don't know, it's just really, I think in just our humanness, it's really hard to, to get there. But I think Mm -hmm. it's like, we just keep trying to think like Jesus. It's like, yeah, I think it's just a daily like a daily um, commitment. And yeah, to your point, when it comes to our own babies, I mean, I can't even imagine, but any child, it just hits harder and doesn't feel okay (laughs) to our humanness brain. Yeah. It doesn't feel okay to accept death. Like it's like, no, I'm, I, you, cause you're go, you want to fight, you know, you want to say, yeah. Yes. Like you just said it. So a piece of me, when I was just processing my thoughts with God, that's what it felt like. I was like, but that feels like I'm giving up. That feels like I'm quitting the fight. And like Hudson's tribe, you know, and I'm not giving up, like absolutely not. Like I totally believe that he is going to be a hundred percent healed, that he is going to live like the longest, fullest life. I hundred percent believe that that is going to happen. I'm just kind of real time sharing here of where my thoughts were going the other morning as I was doing my quiet time. But in just kind of that, if you struggle with the same thing, like you're not alone, the struggle is real and it doesn't have to be with life and death. Like anything, any hard thing that we're going through this, this can be applied to anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, it reminds me of my favorite story that I've heard where, you know, when babies are being born, all they know is the womb, right? That's all their life. They, They don't know anything different. And it's so similar to us here on earth. We don't know anything different. But then when they're born, they're born into this whole new world that they never have seen or known or, and they just have to trust, you know, and that's kind of like, I think like us and the story that I heard, like, we have no idea when we die, right? Like what it's actually like, but we just have to trust, you know, Um, and it's almost like, being a baby being born us going into eternity if that makes sense that's one of the best or my favorite stories that I've heard yeah I I know what you're talking about it was that 
girl who lost her husband during COVID. He was really young, Nick something. Yes. They were in Broadway. And uh, that story was told to her after her husband died about how in the womb we're just like physically like one inch from the outside world, you know, and the baby has no idea how close they actually are to this whole other thing. Mm -hmm. And so heaven is probably much the same for us. Like it's actually right in front of our eyes and we just don't know. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So cool. Yeah. And it's comforting too, because it does make it feel like our loved ones who have passed, it's just makes that. Yeah. They're, they're just right here. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that for those listeners that have been with us forever, that story about going to the facialist after mom died and the message that she shared or whatever, that was part of the message that she said mom said was that she loves us just the same as when she was here and that she is closer to all of us than we could ever imagine. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, Megan, do you want, or Kristen or Megan, do you want to close us in prayer? Sure. I can. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for our health. Thank you for all of our family and friends. And thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for your overwhelming peace and presence that we can go to at any point that we want. And thank you for constantly trying to teach us, even when we are so hard to teach sometimes. I just pray that everybody listening seeks you and just asks to know you more. Because the more you know you, we know you, the more we know your love and For me, that's the only thing that gets me through on this earth. So thank you, Jesus. And I just pray everybody has an amazing week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, listeners, for being with us another week. And we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and yeah, make it a great week. God bless.